0: Hello and welcome back to episode two of CNFT Dive. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what's been happening to us in the CNFT space, what projects we've been looking at very closely, and also mention some of the biggest events that happened in the market. My name is Max and I'm here again with my co-host Omri. What's up guys. So before we get into the projects that we've been very excited about, we need to clear the air. About Lion Legends. There has been some thud and new information that has come out since we recommended the project last time. Could you share some details about that?
1: Honestly, I still don't really know what to think of it, but pretty much to those of you who don't know, right before, I think a minute before lunch, uh, one of the mods for Lion Legends published a fake address and scammed and ran away with a lot of the money from uh, people trying to mint. The team, the Lion Legends team uh, came forth and immediately began uh, refunding the people who got scammed, but unfortunately the damage has been done and the reputation of the project was definitely hurt. So of course, first of all, if you listen to us and based on what we've said, you decided to mint a Lion Legend and you got scammed, we're (laughs) we're deeply, deeply sorry um but who knows i don't know if it, this has any detrimental effect on the future of the project i hope not of course but it definitely made a lot of people upset yeah and even
0: before that before the minting uh, mishaps happened on twitter some people were creating some kind of fud the biggest yeah. influencers were targeting them because they were in doc they only revealed their faces but they didn't reveal their names and their occupations. And their minting provider was also not revealed. So this created a lot of uncertainty in the Twitter space. But uh, we didn't mention any of this because first of all, uh, at the time of recording the first episode, it was uh, very uncertain whether these were true or not, these information. And we don't want to create FUD, because we want to give the benefit of the doubt for these projects. I think that's what we have to do. Otherwise they will just not be successful.
1: I think uh, one of the things I love the most about the Cardano NFT community is is the fact that there's a sense of uh, camaraderie almost and everyone's hoping for the best and for the success of all the different projects. Regardless, you know, uh, before minting, you should always, always, always do your own research. Every time your own money is involved, every time you're dealing with some sort of an investment, uh, you should always make sure you're doing the right thing, and the best way to do that is to do your own research, for sure. Exactly.
0: And we do still believe that the project is good. Yeah, the art is still sick. It is evidenced by the floor price, which is above 100 dollars at the time of recording. And uh, like Omri said, the developers refunded what they say is above 100000 US dollars. So they're very genuine in that regard. So that was it about Lion Legends, and now we move on to the projects that we've been minting during this Halloween era of the CNFT space.
1: What have you been minting, Max?
0: I mean, the obvious one, of course, it's the yummy drop, which was exclusive to holders only. Uh, Could you explain to the listeners how the whole drop went down and what were the requirements?
1: Yeah, um I think Yummy is definitely one of the best projects in Cardano NFTs as of yet. And that obviously is a testament of that is the fact that the drop was very very smooth. Pretty much if you held uh, a, an original NFT from the 10k Naru collection, you were eligible for this Halloween drop. It only cost, I think 5 ADA, was it? Uh super smooth. It took a while for the um, Naru to arrive for the NFT to arrive. But that was expected as there were a lot of uh, drops happening uh, at the same time so the network was congested i personally have managed to mint uh, many different ones and i know you have as well max yeah so i would say that was definitely the highlight of of the week for sure
0: but it's interesting for you to say that it has been super smooth because on twitter i've been reading a lot of dissatisfaction about this drop saying that it was unfair a lot of people couldn't get even one, even though they were holding multiple NARUs. What's your opinion on that?
1: Very interesting. I think, you know, until we have smart contracts, there's always going to be some issues with mint, especially with the, with the large projects like uh, YAMI.
0: Yeah. I think it will be super interesting to see whether people will like this type of drop more or what Play Nation are doing with their drop, saying that, you have one you can only buy one
1: i like that more to be honest i think obviously i, I was uh, lucky enough to to be able to mint uh, more than one but i do i do think the idea of trying to get uh, trying to reward the entire community I, I like that idea a lot and i think also in the long run it brings more value to the collection itself
0: yeah besides yummies did you mint any other projects at the
1: beginning of the week, there was a clumsy ghost. For some reason, I, I don't know what, what happened, but I was hooked. I, I found clumsy ghost and I was I was hooked and I decided to just go ham with the mint and I minted as many as I could. Definitely no regrets there. I think it's actually, uh, the community is super large. I didn't expect it to be so large. The art is pretty cool. I like though, if you click on the ghost itself, it shows you the time. That's a, that's a cool little detail. But actually, I didn't know until like two days after I already got my ghost. But we don't talk about that. So for me personally, that was definitely another highlight of the week.
0: Yeah, for me, that was a big surprise. We talked about it before minting and you uh, encouraged me to buy. But I just uh, I just didn't know enough about the project. And I missed the mint for that reason, even though the mint was going on for like multiple hours. So I could have gotten in at any time, basically.
1: Yeah, the the floor started going down below Mint a little bit after, but then uh, a day later, it, it completely jumped. And then I think even now it's still way above Mint. So uh, I think people have high hopes and actually believe in the future of the project, which is very cool to see.
0: I, I do think it's very typical for the floor to go below Mint.
1: Unfortunately.
0: what What I see as a trend is that if you receive your assets very early, you can sell at a high price because there's so few of the assets on the market and people are uncertain whether they will get it or not. But around like an hour or two hours after, some, some of the flippers, uh, they get common ones and they just want to exit as fast as possible. So yeah. they undercut each other like crazy. And uh, that's why the floor falls below mint. But if it's a good project, it always bounces back up.
1: Yeah, of course. I I think also part of the reason for that is when uh once you receive if you receive the asset before the the mint is is done, and then a lot of people try to sell their their NFT very quickly so they can have enough funds to mint another one and hopefully the, the next one they mint is more rare than the previous one.
0: Yeah, that's actually a consideration that I didn't think about. <laughs> and I minted another project as well, AdaHeads. Oh, yes. It was a bit of a surprise. I I found it quite late. They had a previous collection. Uh, They do this type of uh, Lego blocks and make characters out of it. Their previous drop was before I joined the CNFT space. Honestly, it looks very good, but they included the logo in the design, which I didn't like that much. And I was certain that also contributed to the low floor price. But this time for the Halloween specials, they redesigned the whole NFT and now it looks much better. They had 2000 people on Discord and only 300 assets, but they're still haven't sold out yet. So I'm not quite sure what's going on there, but I still do think it's a good project from my research. And I, I really do like the arts and I only buy what I like. So I'm comfortable with holding it.
1: Hey, at the end of the day, all the NFTs that you're gonna mint so far in the Cardano space, they're all gonna be art projects. So you gotta, you gotta at least enjoy the art. And with uh, Ada Heads, I think the art is definitely super cool. I got a little vampire, and I, uh, I, I tend to keep it.
0: So these were the projects that we minted or followed closely uh, since last episode. Mm-hmm. And now let's talk about uh, the big, some of the big market events.
1: Very interesting.
0: The first one I would like to highlight is IOHK's partnership with Bondly Finance. Could you elaborate on what this partnership entails?
1: Pretty much through this partnership, uh, IOHK is hoping to bridge uh, Ethereum NFTs to the Cardano blockchain. There is still limited information of how exactly this bridge is going to be implemented. However, they do hope to bring uh, some Ethereum NFTs uh, Cardano utilities. By doing so, they will obviously introduce Ethereum NFT enthusiasts to the Cardano blockchain. Obviously, more traffic is always good.
0: Yeah, and I do believe that we have a huge competitive advantage with our low gas fees. Of course. I feel like those will entice a lot of people that are currently on Ethereum, especially the lower budget people, because I do think the ETH whales are obviously not going to move from ETH to Cardano but i think the lower budget ones will definitely think about it
1: i think i think for sure i mean the, the gas fees has been uh, ethereum's problem for the longest time and especially when it comes to nfts when uh, minting happens so regularly and spending you know and the, the gas fees can really ramp up and to uh, enormous amounts and on cardano you don't really have that issue so hopefully uh, some of our friends who mint nfts on ethereum will uh, will come to realize that maybe not paying such high gas fees is a good thing and, and maybe they'll they'll dip their toes in Cardano NFTs.
0: Exactly. And a project that will likely encourage this behavior is Angel Baby Head Squad. Ooh, uh, yes. this is a project by Fatuccini, okay. who is kind of an OG according to what I know of the CNFT space. He is making ETH NFT with Cardano utilities. I listened to his interview during CNFT Con. And he was saying that the motivation behind making this on ETH is that people who buy it on ETH will have to make a Cardano wallet like Daedalus, Nami, or all the other choices that we currently have. They have to enter our ecosystem to be able to get those rewards. And in his mind, this will encourage a lot of people to to get familiar with CNFTs and uh, Cardano in general.
1: Yeah, of course. I think uh, I think the the way to do so is pretty self-explanatory. Obviously, once you have a wallet, you start to think, "Oh, I might as well, you know, use the money I put on it or whatever, and and try out some NFTs, and hopefully the CNFT space is, uh, let's say, inviting enough for them to to stay." Yeah, hopefully. I think even uh, Mike Mike Tyson tweeted about it. Yeah. Yeah, he tweeted about it. That's right it was a
0: huge surprise my traditional hobbies and my crypto hobbies collided <laughs> while we're on the topic of cnft con as well let's talk about it
1: Ooh. i thought
0: it was a huge event it was held virtually this time and of course we have to give a shout out to buffy bot and the nft update iot of course the og i do believe it's a very ambitious plan but they they seem very bullish on it and they want to make it happen like this year it was held virtually as i said but next year they want to hold a convention like an actual physical convention in vegas and they released the legacy pass for the public and holders of this will get a lot of benefits such as free airdrops and priority on the tickets for next year
1: yeah super super interesting project i think very like you said very very ambitious um, but as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, I think the best part about CNFT space is the community. And I think CNFT Con is really building on that and taking it to the next level of introducing a convention that will hopefully be introduced, uh, like they said, will, will be held next year and where people can come and talk and have fun. And it's all going to be uh, within the space, which is super, super cool. And
0: clearly there is demand for that because you've been monitoring the prices. and oh yes it's skyrocketed right
1: i i remember i i as soon as i minted i think i minted right before it was sold out and after i minted i i i checked the uh, cnft.io uh, and suddenly i started the floor was like 400 immediately and i was like there's no way and i think later that day maybe an hour or two later it already skyrocketed to what was it like 900 almost a thousand it's crazy
0: I do believe that this is a great example of the power of the utility, like future utility that projects promote. Last week, we talked about how a project doesn't necessarily have to have a roadmap. But this is a counterexample of that. This is actually a good example of a roadmap, because they promised a lot of airdrops, a lot of free stuff, utility in the future, and look at how the market reacts to this. They want it, they demand it, and the price goes up.
1: Well, just to just to clarify, I think the the fact that no roadmap is much needed in order to decide whether a project is good or not is based on the current utilities that Cardano can provide without the true implementa- implementation of smart contracts, right? So, for example, if if a if a project posts a roadmap, it usually includes they will have a stake pool in the future for more NFTs to drop. There isn't really utility in a sense that you can gain value outside of simply trading. But if you look at CNFTCon with the whole idea of having a a convention and and stuff like that, that really puts the sense of of community uh, higher and brings utility to the actual legacy pass. So no roadmap is okay because the roadmaps we're familiar with so far are just roadmaps of further drops and and things like that.
0: Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And while we're on the topic of um, uh, the Cardano ecosystem and how future utilities might be established, we have this tweet from @tradingwithpaul, Trading with Paul, which shows the amount of Plutus script smart contracts that have been steadily increasing the past week. And we're going to link this in the description. It's very interesting because the data is is from the 20th of October and we see that it booms like crazy. Like it just increased by so much.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely obviously the anticipation for further implementation of smart contracts is super, super high. Unfortunately, the Haskell uh, is a very difficult language for developers to adapt to, so the transition is pretty slow. I've read a Reddit thread about some developers simply saying that it's a huge challenge, but obviously they're very willing to do so. But it's definitely going to take time. But just the fact that it's it's uh, increasing like that and with such a crazy boom, uh, it's obviously very promising. And I hope that soon, sooner rather than later, we will see. We at least, for example, uh, um, uh, DeFi will will arrive soon.
0: I think we're also starting to see the effects of the smart contract booming because. Last week, we talked about SpaceBuds as this pioneering project, which has released a marketplace. This week, they updated it immediately to improve the transactions that's happening on the marketplace. But we also see other projects such as DerpBirds with their incubation, DeathPixels with their new marketplace, and also CNFT.io competitors are popping up, such as Genesis House that have a beta version of their smart contract platform.
1: Yeah, I saw I saw another one uh Pix Uh is another marketplace based uh with smart contracts that is um about to launch, I believe. So yeah, very interesting. Very interesting to see. It's it's slowly coming up. You know, the transition is slowly starting to happen. And I hope that once uh DeFi applications arrive, then people will start sensing that the the transition is close to be completed. Yeah.
0: And I do believe that these are all the big news items that we brought you this episode. Yeah. Next, we move on to the project that we want to recommend this episode, which is Zombie Trains. And if you haven't heard about this project, then you've been living under a rock, I guess, because <laughs> it it popped off like crazy.
1: Yeah, it definitely, it definitely popped up, and it's all thanks to the crazy art. It's actually phenomenal art. I don't think I've seen better art. In CNFT, as of yet. Again,
0: one of my traditional hobbies are colliding with my crypto hobbies because the artist is also designed an NHL team's mascot.
1: Oh yes, I believe he's also worked with uh, Metallica and Chick Fil A, yeah. so definitely uh, um, an established artist.
0: I think it definitely helped the project that the artist was willing to dox himself and give a lot of credibility to his art.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think. You know, it's. I think with Zombie Chains, it's definitely one of those things that the art just kind of speaks for itself. You know, the right before launch, the project itself wasn't too known. I believe there was only three thousand followers on Twitter. But right after launch, and after the after it was announced that it was sold out, that's when it started popping off. And on Twitter, people were going crazy. Obviously, with all the uh, people changing their profile pictures on Twitter to a zombie and and things like that so on, i think the the team behind zombie chains sh- should be very very proud of what they've done
0: yeah exactly and for me it was a breath of fresh air in the cnfp space although i've only been part of it for a month and a half because it's one of the few uh 10k pfp projects that i can genuinely say they that they all look very different like even even something that has very common attributes and should be around floor price looks as good as the rarest ones.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's very, very, very nice. You know, it's one of those things that even if you get a common one, you don't mind holding it because it just looks so sick.
0: This is actually something I want to discuss because this project delayed their rarity chart until after mint until much later. So we have to wait like at least a day until the rarity chart and until the CNFT.tools update. And even now, they are not willing to release a rarity ranking. And I do believe that this, combined with the fact that all of them look so unique, is helping the project so much because everyone who has one feels that theirs is the best, like theirs is the most good looking.
1: Yeah, it encourages a focus on the actual art rather than just quickly going to CNFT tools and to see if you're in, you know, on the first page. So definitely a good move by the team, I think. Yeah.
0: A great move. And I think the broader discussion here is whether some people just look at a number, basically the rarity, or actually look at how the PFP looks. Because with our other favorite project, Yummies, I often see that some of the more common ones look much better because somehow they have a cohesive theme about them. Like, for example, there's a Yummy that wears a headband and also has a basketball shirt on. I think it's not very rare but it looks yeah. so good because those accessories just complement each other so well
1: yeah for sure you can see it. there's also one with uh, i believe books on his head and then you can get one with glasses i i agree there's the i think there's a fine balance between a focus on whether or not it's rare and whether or not you actually enjoy the the look of the yummy and obviously if you actually enjoy the look of the yummy or sorry, of, or any NFT for that matter. If you're actually enjoying the art itself, that's when you can actually f- kind of form a more personal collect- connection with the art piece. Whereas if you're just looking for trading, obviously the rarer it is, the, the more you like it. Yes. Yeah.
0: So once again, this was Zombie Chains and we will link the project Twitter in the description. Yes,
1: sir. <laughs> So that's it for today, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, please make sure to talk to us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is CNFT underscore dive. If you have anything you want us to discuss in future uh, podcasts or if there's anything you want to let us know, please feel free to do so. If you want, please uh, like, share on your favorite podcast app and uh, see you guys soon.